Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Forevermore podcast. Here we are, episode two, showing up and doing it scared. I wanted to start by sharing a moment I had last Saturday morning. And when I say morning, I mean early morning, 5.45 a.m. Maybe some of you are awake at that hour and it's just a normal thing for you, but I really, really mean it when I say this is not normal for me. I think every single New Year's resolution list I've ever made has always started with the same thing. Number one, wake up earlier. But gosh, do I love sleep. I am someone who dreams every single night and my dreams are always so entertaining and fascinating. Sometimes I can even make myself go back to sleep and jump right back into my dream to change the course of action. On average, I wake up around 7 a.m., but I've always longed to be that 5.30, wake up with the sun kind of person. I expected that would come naturally as a parent, but I'm not going to lie. Our kids love sleeping in as much as we do. This particular Saturday, I set an alarm super early because I wanted some alone time before my family woke up. My husband, JP, was going to be out of town for the next four days. I knew this was my only shot. But let me tell you, as I was setting the alarm before I dozed off the night before, I chuckled a bit. It was almost as if I was laughing at my millionth attempt to be an early morning person. Honestly, I didn't believe in myself that I could hold my end of the bargain. (laughs) Well, my alarm went off and I looked around and all four other humans that live in my house were laying in the bed with me. Sure, it was kind of uncomfortable, but actually made it way cozier than it usually is. And the last thing I wanted to do was roll out of bed. So I did what I always do. I snoozed. As I was drifting back to sleep on my way to change up some of my dreams, I heard a noise from my 12-week-old puppy that no one wants to hear first thing in the morning. My eyes shot open, and I saw a little pile of vomit right next to him in his crate. I wanted to ignore this so badly and head back to sleep, but I just couldn't. The last thing I wanted him to do was eat it or lay in it, so I shot out of bed, grabbed a paper towel, and cleaned up his mess as quick as I could. Of course, this adrenaline rush woke me right up, and it also woke up my puppy Dino. I honestly had no idea what to do with myself. It kind of felt illegal to be awake this early and not at an airport or a beach watching a sunrise. But the best idea I had was to put on my shoes and grab Dino's leash. We had this beautiful walking park around the corner of our house, so I walked there with Dino and marveled at all the things I usually never see because I am usually sleeping at this hour. The slight chill in the air, the leaves falling from their branches, and all of the park critters getting ready for their day. The sky was dark upon waking up, but I watched the huge change right before my eyes. Pink, orange, red that eventually faded into gray, light blues, and bright blues. I marveled at this beautiful experience just like I have driving through Zion or Big Sur. Beautiful beyond compare. One of a kind. We did a couple loops around the park and headed home where I fed Dino and sat down by the window to read my Bible and devotions for the day. I'm not going to lie. It's been years since that was a part of my first thing morning routine. In the midst of moves and having children, this kind of quiet time comes later in the day, if it even comes at all. Just like I always wanted to be a rise with the sun kind of girl, I've always wanted to be the mom who wakes before her kids and has this alone time with God. Just then, I heard the pitter-patter of my five-year-old daughter's feet as she ran out into the living room to find me. The smile on her face was so big, and she jumped right into my lap, and we cuddled as the morning light shined on our sleepy faces. I imagine the overwhelming feeling of joy that flooded my heart in that moment was probably even more intense for what God felt for me this morning as I ran into his welcoming arms. The sunrise, the quiet, the time in his word. I felt him holding me so very close, just as I was holding her. She asked what I was doing up this early, and I said, spending some one-on-one time with God. 
And as my arms wrapped around her body with her back against my chest, she said, well, can I join you guys? Stop. I started crying happy tears to which she then said, wait, are those sad tears or happy tears? My answer was happy tears and a big ol' of course to joining us. We read from the Bible and then asked Alexa to play Evergreen by Amanda Cook, and we danced around and had our own beautiful moment with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't listened to Evergreen by Amanda Cook, please go give it a listen as soon as possible. I have a whole Evergreen story I'm going to share soon on this podcast, but I am so grateful for the person who sent this my way three years ago. I'm going to read the lyrics, but it really doesn't do it justice, so make sure you listen to it right after this podcast. There's no give and take away. There's no game I need to play. There's no waiting for the spring. Your love is evergreen. There's no key I need to turn. There's no trick I need to learn. There's no mark I need to meet. Your love is evergreen. There's no war I have to fight. There's no need to be polite. There's no way I have to be. Your love is evergreen. There's no hill I need to climb. There's no flag I need to fly. There's no song I have to sing. Your love is evergreen. There's no promise you won't keep, and there's no distance you won't reach. There's no season in between, for your love is evergreen. (sighs) That song gets me. Honestly, that moment kind of shook me to my core. I was there thinking, I'm so grateful to know this truth now, but dang... I wish I knew these promises of unconditional love when I was five years old. As I watched my daughter sing and dance with these lyrics, I felt that generational shift happen right before my eyes. I felt like God was reminding me that even though I was a messy five-year-old who was so lost and felt like I could lose God at the drop of any sin, he was there loving me all along. Even when I didn't let him in or when I didn't understand his intentions. And now here's my five-year-old dancing freely and holy, that's holy with a W, in this beautiful gift that is God's love. It changes everything. Generations changed in that moment right then. Instead of having a pity party and feeling triggered that I wish I could have had this experience when I was her age, I just thank God that I get to have this experience now at 35, and I get to witness my daughter having her own as well. And these experiences get to happen forevermore. There is no limit. And just like my dang puppies throw up, just like the promises I don't keep to myself for waking up early every morning, just like the lonely and broken life I led for so long, it's all so messy, but I'm also so loved. Like, can you imagine what God is thinking every night that I set my alarm for 6 and 6.15? Yes, I am a multiple alarm kind of gal, and I know snoozing is literally the worst thing you can do for your quality of sleep. But I kind of like the wake-up warning. (laughs) Please don't come at me. (laughs) But seriously, can you imagine what God is thinking? It's like that friend who promises you will hang out soon, but is always canceling the plans you make. Or you know when your parent would always tell you, later, I'm really busy right now. It's not the best feeling, right? And don't get me wrong, I've been that parent and I've been that friend. It's never with malicious intent. But don't our feelings eventually get hurt? I know mine have. For all the times I have blown God off by not following through with my morning goals, he is still there with arms wide open for when I do show up. And just like any proud parent, I feel how proud he is of me when I do make the sacrifice and changes to follow through with the desires of my heart. Because those desires are not in our hearts by mistake. 
God put them there and he knows every single detail and he is so willing to fulfill them in his own way, time and plan. But we have to be open. We have to be able to surrender our pride and our own plans to revel in his. Okay, back to puppy messes for a quick second. (laughs) The funniest part of that Saturday morning, besides the fact that it was only 7 a.m. at this point, and I felt like I had lived a million lives, was that while I was having this beautiful moment with my daughter and God, I kind of forgot I had a dog who had his own needs. There's a common thing that people say when they have a baby for the first time. I remember hearing it for so long before I became a parent, and I definitely said it as soon as I had a child in my home. (laughs) You don't realize how selfish you are until you throw another human into the mix. I'm going to go ahead and say that is also life with a puppy. Maybe I've been out of the puppy game for far too long, but dang, am I selfish? (laughs) I don't have much of a morning routine, but it's just not in my nature to go let my dog out first thing in the morning. I'm learning, I'm learning, but... It just doesn't come naturally right now. And the fact that it's suggested that he is let out every 30 minutes for bladder breaks is a time on I don't thrive in. Anyway, I forgot about my puppy and his needs, but he sure didn't. I look over to the kitchen and while I was basking in the glory of this beautiful morning, my puppy was peeing and pooing all over my kitchen floor. To be more descriptive, he did his business an inch away from the puppy pads that we had laid out for him, just slightly missing his mark. Like all of us, right? We're always slightly missing our mark. My first reaction was to yell, Dino! But I held back. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit, or maybe I was just too tired, but it all felt so familiar. Not because I clean up his messes multiple times a day, but that God cleans up mine all the time. Jesus died for my messes, and yet he still loves me so much. So I cleaned it all up with gratitude, patience, and tenderness, laughing at the fact that it felt like I was having a life lesson from God through puppy messes this morning. So messy, but so beautiful. Want to know something amazing? As frustrating and messy as the puppy stage is, it doesn't last forever. Just one week later, I've spent a lot more time and intention in making sure Dino is taken out more frequently and switched around my routine so it would benefit him and ultimately my sanity more. Training for anything is not easy. Potty training a puppy or toddler, training for a marathon or a new job. It's that season of transition that takes so much patience, time, and intention. But eventually, the runs get smoother, the job becomes second nature, the floor is so much cleaner, and the alarm clock doesn't need to be snoozed. In due time, the dedication pays off and we are reaping what we sowed. And even when we avoid, backslide, or straight up ignore what we are meant to be doing, God isn't going anywhere. He's waiting patiently, just as he always has, waiting for you to show up as well with your arms wide open in wild abandon, loving you through your beautiful messes. What are some messy parts of your story that you have felt unloved through? Times that your mistakes, failures, or holdups have left you feeling so lonely, We all have them, and I promise you that you are far from alone, despite how much the enemy wants to convince you otherwise. Our stories are all more connected and relatable than we let on to believe, and if we take the time to connect, we will find that we can understand each other on a deeper level than we ever imagined. And the wild thing is, as much as we can relate to the highs and victories of life, the deep connection I believe comes when we meet in the messy middles when we can get vulnerable and let one another in. And not only let each other in, but allow God's all-encompassing love to sit with us in that space. 
it's not easy. But man, does he long to be there with us. We aren't meant to isolate and be alone in our mess. We are meant to walk alongside one another and truly know that God is with us no matter what. I wish I knew this when I was 16. I wish I knew this when I was 22. I can sit here and wish all day long that I knew this sooner, but I know it now. I know it fully and I have to share that with you because I need you to know it too. So yeah, you just listened to one of my God stories that involves snoozing, puppy messes, and struggles to hold commitments to myself. But aren't all of our stories like that? We have to surrender our pride and walls and sometimes even our selfish intentions to let God in. I can find him in every situation because he is in every situation. He is with you, friend. Please don't deny that. Please don't forget it. Please don't let anyone or anything convince you otherwise. And because God is with you and he is love and love never fails, you have nothing to prove because you have nothing to lose. He will never leave you. I hope today's episode resonated with you. If it spoke to you today, will you do me a favor and leave a review? I would love to connect in this space if we can. I know I often go to comments on posts, podcasts, articles to see the connection of the piece. And that is often where I'm reminded that I'm not alone. I would love to hear more of your story so others can also feel the same thing when seeking unity in the messy moments of life. Thank you so much for listening to the Forevermore podcast. This is only episode two. We have so much more coming. Will you do me a favor and subscribe to this channel so you can find the most recent episodes in your app and follow me along over on Instagram at Forevermore Living. If anything is on your heart that I've talked about in the past on Instagram or you feel like we can resonate in some way, please message me. I would love to connect and intentionally show up here in this space. I'm so grateful for you. Have a beautiful week.